that's how ears work. They, you hear things with them. I don't. I didn't get headphones. All but, the way. But all you the way. need to touch your mouth. I didn't get headphones. You need to make oh, noises for the ears this to work. Okay. Awkward. No. What was awkward was sitting here waiting, staring at Justin, waiting for you to finish pooping for the, like the fifteenth time. <laughs> <laughs> in the it's day. like the third. Yeah. Yeah. Sticking up the hotel room here at Whorehound Weekend. Sorry, I had to take a shit. Again. Again. Um, yeah, so immediately, audio is going to be funky. We're sitting Hopefully in. not too funky. No. Just we, different. We, we did what we could. We got the mobile setup going. Yeah. So we're all hand-holding mics right now. This is our this is our first mobile podcast. Mm-hmm. But we're trying. We are. Uh, we have a guest. Hello, guest. Introduce yourself. Hello. I'm Josh. We got Josh. Hi, Josh. Josh is a horror guy, unlike me. <laughs> so he's not a newbie to the convention scene. No. I do enjoy a good horror movie. Cool. And we did a couple of those. We did. But before we dive into that, I told Josh he had to save my favorite Josh story. Oh, we're going to open with us? I feel like I'm hearing those drunk bitches. But they can't. No. But I'm saying it's distracting to me. Well, you don't matter. That's true. Only your audience matters. This is going to be everybody's first impression of me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is, is the porn shop? Yeah. Story. So you worked at a porn shop. <coughs> I did. I worked at a porn shop. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in college, and I worked there for like three months. Mm-hmm. And uh, some weird things happened. One of which uh, we well, had a lot of on, truck drivers. I, I think I only really know this story. Is there anything else that would be worth re- leading up to this? <coughs> Not that I can think of. Okay. Go ahead and give me this big one then. Um, so the That's what she said. <laughs> they sold porn and, uh, you know, different accessories and whatnot, toys. and uh, You were like the Hank Hill of porn shop. <laughs> <laughs> we have porn and porn, porn accessories. And porn accessories. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we get a lot of truck drivers coming in. And one, one that... Uh, really got me did you ever have anybody hit on you while you were there (coughs) yeah yeah like the truck drivers i assume yeah yeah it wasn't anybody fun no that would be definitely the top story yeah that'd be much better (laughs) like yeah but uh then we went back to the arcade in the back (laughs) the uh one truck driver came in and bought um a toy which the toy's name was the fist of fury (laughs) and we're gonna watch that movie sometime (laughs) This was uh anatomically correct fist about uh was it a male fist or a female fist? Uh, it was a male fist. It was it was a pretty big fist. Hence the fury. <laughs> yeah. It was angry. It was an angry fist. And uh it was about <coughs> about uh it was like full forearm length <laughs> and <laughs> where your elbow would be had a bicycle handle. So so far this is just regular job like this is just regular day this happens every day that stuff like this gets bought and sold right? yeah oh yeah well, that's, that's aisle three yeah, the reason exactly. i got the job was i could i could study and do homework i work third shift don't so try to sell me on <coughs> this. i'm not your mother you don't need to explain yourself to me i know why you got the job so you know i had a lot of well they don't know so no no no. i mean you got the job because in your mind there were going to be like cougars walking in like looking for some some oh co- yeah college got, D. yeah 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 anyway so that's that it wasn't even the fist of fury that this male truck driver bought to uh he was parked behind the the porn shop by the way and stayed there all night. <laughs> Another fun <laughs> fact. 
again, I don't think this is out of the ordinary at all, right? It, it wasn't. It wasn't the fist that bothered me. It was. Uh, he came up and we had, you know, we sold lube there. We sold big bottles of lube. Of course, you're going to need that yeah. when you buy the Fist of Fury. That's an. But it's, it's an add-on sale, right? Right, add-on sale. Nice, nice. Yeah, and um, what Some he decided to purchase. For lube was one single sample packet <laughs> <laughs> of lube, <laughs> just enough for a knuckle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, I mean, that that was that was the most entertaining part. Was, That's my favorite. Was story the amount the of lube? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a tiny little sample packet. Is all he needed. Just a little. Just a little, little dabble do you. It's not, yeah. it's not like he came back in like <laughs> 10 minutes later. With like, <laughs> like, <laughs> walking. Funky. Just walking like a cowboy. Like, oh, uh, let me. I, I let's just money. go with the big one. <laughs> just give me the big bottle. Nope. You never saw him again. That was enough for you. You have watermelon Definitely. flavor? I never got the flavored things. I never, really? I never. I, well, I never. Never got that far for me. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't been having the right kind of fun. No. Well, that's not the way it works. Explain to me how it works. So, when you get married, mm-hmm. definitely, like, it's not, we're not having clapper problems at, at this point okay. like, in the marriage, right? Okay. So, the way it works is basically through the same way that my kids achieve things, which is through just breaking her down through just asking constantly. <laughs> War of attrition. Yeah. So you just annoy. And finally, it came to the point where I was like, look, we need to address this issue. And for like three years, we've had a very good agreement regarding this specific issue that you're referencing. Mm -hmm. Every year, I have eight coupons. This was negotiated. I would have started (laughs) 20 or whatever. But I have eight coupons. <laughs> so you were like, uh, could I get 20 coupons? And she said no. Yeah, she's no. like, no, you get You three. get five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we went, and eight is the number. <laughs> so I get eight coupons, which I have to make sure, like I use strategically mm-hmm. to make sure that I get extra attention mm-hmm. in that regard. And uh, yeah, she has veto power over them, but... You know, she knows that when she vetoes it, then I'm still like so far this year, zero coupons so far this year. So if I can put it off a little bit longer, I'll be able to do once a month. <laughs> that sounds very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I didn't negotiate. Negotiate with my wife to have sex with her eight times a year. No, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about here. You were talking about the flavored lubricants. Okay. This is specifically for the extra favors. I got gotcha. you. Ah, yeah. yes. ah, so gotcha. that's the rest of it's just wearing her down, <laughs> 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 letting her watch Walking Dead once in a while, so she <laughs> can close her eyes and pretend enough that she doesn't feel my fatness on her. She's <laughs> pretending Jeez. it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. <laughs> just pull your, just flop your stomach on the top of her head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think that works that way. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah, fat people's ex. We we watched the burning. We did watch the burning. Uh, mm-hmm. And sleepaway camp. And sleepaway camp. It was our camp double bill. Mm-hmm. Our slasher double bill for episode thirteen. We went with <laughs> camp slasher favorites. <laughs> 
Sleepaway camp <laughs> and the burning. It just seems obvious. <laughs> Definitely. I don't, I don't know what yeah. else you could have thought. You, you, you couldn't have picked a better pair. <laughs> oh. uh, Justin. Yeah. Burning. What'd you think? Uh, so the burning is about <coughs> a... Oh, I'm sorry. Synopsis. Yeah, synopsis. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, the burning is about a, a guy who runs a camp and gets uh, burned really badly. And so he now goes, five years later, goes to a another camp and terrorizes the kids and kills them and things like that. <clears throat> yep. What did you think about it? Uh, I, I liked it. It, yeah. it was like good, campy fun. Um, I still think we need to work on the word campy. I need to research this more because I don't think this was campy, campy at all. Campy to me is more is is more in tune with slapstick, right? So campy is like they know what they're doing. Yes. yes. Are you saying that it's campy or it's in a like camp. a camp? I think I just overuse the word. Yeah, I think you do. <laughs> I think you use the word camp to mean it's not good. I didn't like, think it was. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I th- I, I just I think that the word camp to me means more trauma esque and. I think it just means slapstick. for me low budget horror movie. <laughs> That's probably true, but I think, <laughs> I think that's what it means. I think it needs, it's more specific. So, yeah. so overall, you were you were happy it, with it? Yeah, it was a fun. It was a fun movie. Um, yeah, clear premise. It did what it delivered. I think Jason Alexander stole the movie. Oh, he definitely. He's the standout for sure. One hundred percent. Josh, what did uh, you think about burning? George Costanza. <laughs> George um, Costanza's hairy ass. Yeah, I I uh, I enjoyed it. It was pretty good. Um. <clears throat> One funny thing that I like to point out, like when he first gets out of the hospital after he's been burned, um, the first place he goes to, and they don't like it doesn't reference it, and I don't really get it, but um, first place that he goes to is he goes and p- picks up a hooker, yeah, and takes her back to her place, yes, and murders her, and murders mm-hmm. her. Um, so I guess we'll start there. I want to go back a little bit, but we can start there. Okay, that hooker looked like a hooker. Oh, oh yeah, I was really impressed with that. That was yeah. like I think they went out and got a hooker. It's possible because normally they're far too attractive. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. This was. Said, yeah. I don't know if I've ever actually seen a hooker in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them on cops, and they, I, and they look like the woman in this movie. I have yeah. a guy. He can hook you up if you want to see some hookers. <laughs> <laughs> but you remember seeing before? How much I'm assuming you're going to the hospital. Before the hospital. Okay. Yeah, let's go to the beginning. Let's go to the beginning. So uh, that seems like a dumb place to start. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the kids are going to play a, a prank on the guy leading the camp, and they put. Uh, he was just a caretaker, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, caretaker. I don't know if that means he was in some. So he was some authoritarian figure. Yeah, like. I don't think he was just like the janitor of the camp. I thought. I mean, I, I thought know. that's where his weapon of choice came from was because he was like the groundskeeper. There's probably the groundskeeper Willie. I, I definitely felt like he had some position of authority over the kids. That's why they didn't like him. Yeah. So they put uh, like a, a flaming skull or a, like a candle. Yeah, <laughs> like covered in maggots and maggots in his in his bed, and he immediately or near his bed, he knocks yeah. it over. He knocks it onto himself. Onto himself, but then also <laughs> he stored. Gasoline. <laughs> he was sleeping with oh, gasoline inside of his cabin. Who does? That? It was at the foot of his bed. <laughs> he, was, he was basically sleeping in the shed. Yeah, it was. 
Incredible! I could, but I without, even without the gasoline, he caught fire very quickly. <laughs> oh, like yeah. he was like Rashid's or something. It was pretty just instantly. Sure. I mean, I think he was pretty drunk. I mean, those liquor bottles. He could have been flammable himself. Uh, Do you burn faster if you're really drunk? <laughs> uh, I th- Has like, anybody I tested so, yeah. science? I think you do, because right. you need, actually have alcohol in your system. I need you I, I to get super drunk. <laughs> Justin, you stay sober, and I'm going to see right. which one of you likes it faster. Let me work on this. Fun. All right. yeah. <laughs> uh, fun, fun fact. I have a, I have are several fun facts me, about these. Are you going to tell me Segway? The weight of a Segway? No. Are you going to uh, tell me that Raul Julia's last movie was Street Fighter? No. Okay, go ahead. Uh, those legs, when they catch on fire, those are actually the makeup artist's legs. David Silva, or whatever his name was. David Sevilla, Sevilla. Okay. Yeah, those were his legs. I don't know if they didn't I have a stunt guy or something. Savani like, worked are those on that. legs? Yeah. I wondered. Yeah. Is it Sylvia or Savani? I don't remember. Tom, S. Tim, Tom? Tom? Oh, Tom Savini. Savini. Tom yeah. Savini. Sure. You, that guy. You were so far away. I didn't even know who you were talking <laughs> about. I know. That, like that's one thing I noticed in the first credits. I'm like, oh, there's someone I know. Which he's going to be at uh, the next horror hound. Uh. Tom Savini uh, is a pretty big legend as far as horror films go. Okay. He was a uh, a photographer during the Vietnam War, so he like photographed all these atrocities. We're talking about the makeup artist, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You thought this was just going to be like a random thing, and now I have a diatribe on it. I could have sworn his name was David, but whatever. It's Tom Savini. So he, I was close. Uh, so he, uh, he brought everything that he learned by seeing like real atrocities to the special effects things that he started on Dawn of the Dead, the George Romero follow-up to Night of the Living Dead. Anyway, so he's a, a big name. He's done a ton of things. Um, and uh, at a convention that we, my wife and I went to a few years ago, he's there, and uh, he's this super buff dude in his 50s, maybe 60s at this point. And uh, the hotel is falling down around us right now. <laughs> And we were, so we're standing there and uh, we look over and there's Tom Savini who looks like a homeless man. Like he's just wearing a dirty t-shirt. He's got a scraggly beard and they're selling uh, hamburgers, hot dogs, pizza and stuff like that. And across from that is an area where it's almost like a salad bar condiment area. And he's just standing there eating the lettuce and tomatoes (laughs) off of the salad area like a homeless person. (laughs) It was incredible. And then, <laughs> and then the next day, the next day, you the, uh, the inside the conventions, or it's, it's a hotel. In the hotel where all of everybody is, there's this giant windows that look out to the pool that's in the middle of there. And there's only one person swimming, and it's Tom Savine in, it, in the tiniest Speedo that you've ever seen. So there's a convention of thousands of people. Some of which are there to see him, and he's just swimming in the tiniest speedo that you've ever seen in your life. It's incredible. They saw more of him than they probably wanted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sounds like a photo op. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's my Tom Savini thing. Um, this, they get to the hospital, mm-hmm. and the veteran nurse aide. I think I doctor. I don't know that he was a nurse. Whatever. Maybe he, he was, was a nurse. I don't know. He was definitely the seasoned one. And he references that the he needs to show the new guy something. Mm-hmm. The new guy is at Can least I, yeah. thirty-five years old. Well, he's he's a the resident. The new guy is like close, like mid fifties, early sixties. He's, he's I don't know if he's that. The old, new guy's the white guy. Yeah, yeah, but he is not 
young. The yeah. other no. guy was much younger. You're not than him. Y- you're not young like when you start being a doctor. You know, you have a lot of medical school to go through before you can even get to a hospital. He was bald and gray. He was. I know a guy who was bald. Much older than the guy that was training him. The black guy was much younger. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Um. So we talked about uh, the R. So he shows Cropsey, mm-hmm. the burn victim from the beginning of the film. You uh, see his arm. You see, mm-hmm. which looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a pretty disgusting arm. It looked like beef jerky. Like it was genuinely pretty repulsive. Yeah. Yeah. That's Tom Savini right there. That's what he does. Good stuff. Yeah. So um, we end up at summer camp quick, right? So mm-hmm. the summer camp, and immediately the very first thing I notice is that these teenagers look like teenagers. Yeah. It's something that's cool compared to Scream and those other 90s movies where everybody's in their 30s. Mm-hmm. I distinctly remember like the one joke that I thought was really, really funny and scary movie. Did either of you see Scary Movie? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. So yeah, there's fair. a scene where like Marlon Wayans is sitting around. They're like, this isn't a movie. If this was a movie, they'd cast people in their mid-30s. <laughs> and they're all laughing because they're all obviously in their mid-30s. Yeah. And uh, I really appreciated that, honestly, about both of these movies is that there were really teenagers that we were watching. Yeah. Yeah. This is terrible so far because it's me talking <laughs> you two both looking at me just saying, yeah. This well, in, I mean, in the burning, they definitely got an age. Like, they were all like 16, 17, 18, and then the counselors were like younger 20s. Yes. So I appreciated that more. Yeah, because Sleepaway Camp really felt like it was like yeah, anywhere like between 10 and... 18? Yeah. I don't know. Sleepaway camp seemed more to me like how I remember camp because of there's a definite Penises. age difference between <laughs> the camp counselors and the campers. Like in this movie, it was almost like, and they even reference at one point that this is the one camp counselor's fifth or sixth year there. That well, that he's been coming there for six years. Yeah, he said he was he was there five years ago and now he's a counselor. Yeah, like, I mean, is this, like, every, there wasn't, like, a discernible age between the counselors and Yeah, there the, was definitely an, the campers. Uh, an odd degree of moments where I'm trying to figure out who's a camper and who's a counselor. Mm-hmm. And they all were hanging out together. I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there wasn't, like, um, an authoritarian camp counselor type relationship between the camp counselors and the campers. Todd would have gotten sued so quick because there's like moments where he grabs the one guy and he's like yelling at him and he pushes him at one point for giving uh, a hard time. Oh, the yeah, when he f- the one kid's in the um gets caught in the girl's bathroom. Yeah, he's, he's gonna like scare pushing her. him and stuff like that. And the other guy yeah. was picking on him because that was his girlfriend. How quick would you get sued if that happened in real life? Yeah, we're now, so PC now these now days. At least. Broke something. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't bring our mobile setup. Something's officially broken, dude. They're gonna charge you for that. Uh, yeah. So this was uh, the first movie for three big name actors: Jason Alexander, Fisher Stevens, and Holly Hunter. Both of which don't know how to dive. I just named three people, and you said they both like of which. Belly. <laughs> the first two. <laughs> <laughs> they like belly flopped. Like it, it was yeah. like super and shallow. Then, and then somebody <laughs> and somebody was like, "This is how you do it." And then just, <laughs> just as terrible. Of I it like how none of the none of them took off their shirts. I mean, when you go That's swimming, so everybody did except for Fisher Stevens. 
No, no, and Jason Alexander had a shirt on too, and yeah. Jason Alexander. Yeah, but it was bizarre because you had the guy that was like slightly chubby, but also the skinniest one. Were yeah. both equally ashamed of their bodies. But he was like the awkward one. Yeah. So, um, and I don't know how old like Fisher Stevens was in particular, but we not only see his butt, but I feel like if I would have rewound it, I would have been able to see either anus or balls hanging down. Because yeah. they not only moon, but there's like one step away from. They went being down like to the knees. Yeah, almost. it was pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like that wouldn't fly today. No, not at no. all. No. Like they'd show like top butt crack, maybe. Maybe. Still make it sued. There'd still be a big controversy. Possibly. I don't know. Have you seen the new Deadpool two teaser? Ryan Reynolds' butt is all over that. Oh yeah, Ryan. Reynolds but he's not, not underage. <laughs> <laughs> he's an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Grown male ass, fifteen year old ass. I can't tell the difference. <laughs> Yeah, well, we've established that. Uh, um, <laughs> they end up. The, the high point for me is when they they go out on the boat and they go rafting. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they're rafting and they Cropsy has already killed a girl in a canoe or a kayak. That was when they were kayaking. That was at night. Yeah. Kayak is for a single person. It's like a one person thing, and oh, a, canoe a canoe is like yeah. Multiple people. What if you're a big person? You should probably just be in a canoe by yourself. Right? Or just a probably. really big kayak. So so, you, so they're coming up from uh, the Jason raft. Alexander was 22 in this when he did this movie. Playing 16? Playing 18, I don't know. But he was one of the students, or he was one of the campers. Yeah, I don't know how old they were. They were definitely older teenagers. And ball sack, I mean... I don't remember seeing Balsack. I all. definitely looked for it. <laughs> he's, he's got pictures on his phone. He's showing us now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I can always tell you're lying whenever you <laughs> say ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> took these still shots. Um, so they're on the raft. They're coming up. And you know, of course, what they're going to find is it's it's a slasher trope. You've seen mm-hmm. one. You know they're going to stumble upon the dead body and be shocked and find out something's going on, right? Yeah, I totally expected a uh, dead body in there. That's not at all what happened. It was nope. awesome. Cropsy I feel like there was a lot of that. immediately popped out and killed everybody on that fucking raft. Fisher Stevens got his fingers cut off. That was awesome. Yeah. And the dude yeah. got stabbed right in the neck. This was the second time I seen this movie. The first time, um, I didn't pay attention that much. I thought it was okay. But this time, I really enjoyed it as I was watching it the second time. And I really yeah. appreciated the little things like that, that they... Yeah, completely played with your expectation and did the opposite, and they killed everybody on that. For ride. almost half the first half of the movie, there's those moments where, oh, there there goes the music. He's gonna kill the girl in the shower. Then it's not somebody. And usually the next time that happens, you know, you hear the music and there's Cropsy and he kills. You know, but that's they had so many of those like fake lead ups. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. To to a killing before you just don't know where it's coming you know when it's coming you know so i guess according I to there. according to harvey weinstein he wrote the script before uh friday the 13th so everyone thinks that this is like a cash in on on that but according to him it wasn't like yeah, i don't know if i buy that i don't know if i buy it either but it was an imdb trivia yeah um i kind of wanted to look i meant to look that up because i kind of got that feeling when i was watching it mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of similarities yeah it definitely came out after um the one thing that i really really appreciate about this movie is that when you're watching it none of the characters make bad decisions 
Mm-mm. Nobody no. does anything stupid. Nobody goes anywhere they shouldn't. As soon as people know what's going on, they take the appropriate action to correct the issue. Right. Um, like there's, I definitely can't say the same about the other movie. <laughs> oh, we'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a different story. <laughs> but this one, like, uh, one of the camp counselors realizes something's going on. They call the cops and they immediately start trying to go get help. Like, there's no right. degree of like looking for something or ignoring anything. Um, and that's something that's kind of rare in these movies. Right? Yeah, because like the one. So there's skinny dipping of a couple of the counselors. And the guy gets a little too handsy, and the girl gets upset and uh, walks off. And Cropsy had stolen her clothes and, like, strewn them about the forest to a mm-hmm. trail of death. Yeah. Well, that one guy, Glazier, yeah. like the bully, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had the biggest wedgie on that raft, and I think <laughs> there might have been a boner happening, too. <laughs> I didn't go to stop, but there was definitely, like, when he's showing off for the girls and everything, it looks like he's just got... Oh, on the raft? He's standing like on the his, raft, like, like showing I th- off. When he got on the raft, like, his shorts were a little bit longer. Like, as <laughs> as the scene went on, <laughs> his shorts progressively got <laughs> shorter until like they were, like, <laughs> they were almost like a Speedo. Yeah, like, they exactly. were in his, his groin. Yeah, exactly. 1970s NBA player level. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, like he kills her and then they just think that she, and then he takes the, the canoes or whatever lets them go so they just think that she ran off and took the canoes for some reason and that's when they build the raft and everything so yeah no mm-hmm. they they don't make dumb choices no. at all and that's rare and I really appreciate yeah. it um, there's one shot at the end of a helicopter by far the most expensive shot in the movie oh, maybe yeah Mm-hmm. Maybe next to when you actually see Cropsy at the end, because I imagine special effects are expensive. Um, but I think like they did a lot with not much here. Yeah. Right. Um, I feel like Cropsy's imposing. He's definitely got a cool look. Um, mm-hmm. You definitely you got to see the kills, which yes. was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and and something else that you'll find as we go through. I think I said before, slashers aren't my big thing. Um, but this is this is an example of one done right. But a lot of them that don't show things, a lot of them came down to censors too. So they would tell that they would have them cut and cut and cut, which you get so far away from what the original intention of the movie was. Right. When the MPA makes them do all these cuts, it's and like watching uh, Friday the Thirteenth on Sci-Fi. Exactly. On yeah. you know near Halloween, like they don't show any blood shots. It's like why am I even watching this movie? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I don't have a lot of critiques. I don't have a lot of of uh, hee-haws no, like about this one. Big critique on. is uh, when he's uh, on fire, definitely they <clears throat> you definitely see it's a dude in a fire helmet. Yeah. It's oh, you yeah. see the fire helmet yeah. a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, like, good on them. Safety first. <laughs> yeah. But, like, maybe, maybe some little Let's better editing some, yeah. back and forth to yeah. some beef. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, I thought the climax with Cropsy was good too. Yeah. Again, I don't have a lot of negative critiques. I don't have things to get yeah, this shit about this movie I, on. I think my biggest critique is the music. Not that the not that it was actually bad. It definitely wasn't good. It wasn't terrible. But its use, I think, was really bad because it would like start and stop very abruptly, and like even their stings seemed like they stopped too abruptly. Like, you'd be, like, mid-sting, and it would just stop and, like, okay. change over to other music. Okay. I. <coughs> what do you mean I by did. sting? Like, 
Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, like the oh. shot of the killer, like vroom, or whatever. Right. So there would be Some like of a the sting between. Scenes. Yeah. There'd be there? like a sting, and then it would smash up against music that sounded nothing like that. Yeah. And they would just it would just abruptly stop, and then the next one would abruptly start. And it was a little, it was a little weird. I think I'd have to watch looking for that because I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that it's there, but I don't recall. But that's it. I mean mm-hmm. that was really one of the few critiques that I had. Yeah, my overall uh, opinion on the film is that uh, there's a reason why I wanted to watch this with you. It's not one to laugh at. It's I genuinely think this is a good film, and it's about as good of an example of the slasher genre as you can come up with. Um. I don't have a lot of negative critiques. It's if you're going to watch something that's sh- as straightforward as it gets and well done, this is it. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I'd agree. Well, this was hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sleepaway Camp. Hilarious. T- uh, Justin? Yeah. I'm looking at Josh. Mm-hmm. Said Justin, yep. Josh. Give me a synopsis, Josh. Damn it. I have a good synopsis. Go for it. Good. Uh, a camp of children play a deadly version of the crying game and lose. I don't know. I've never seen the crying game. Yeah. Josh, can you give me a synopsis? <laughs> um, That's probably the best one ever. And I know that. <laughs> I know that. Title. I've been working on that for a couple of days. I I <laughs> really nailed it. <laughs> Thanks. I need to watch it again. The beginning again. Okay. Um, we'll wait. But <laughs> you will watch it. <laughs> but I mean, overall, I mean, it's another camp. I need you to rub it on um, your face. Like my wife does eight times a year, please. All the way on there. All the way up there. But it's more up to of your lips. a... Up to your lips. There you go. It's more of a... Uh, like I have to eat this microphone. Yeah, pretty much. This microphone's going to stink. We're done. That happens. Go ahead. Um, and you can, it's wash, definitely more you can wash your hair, too. So I don't want to hear it go play. I don't, have, I don't have hair. That was a cum joke. No. <laughs> nice synopsis <laughs> anyway um it's definitely more of a mystery who the killer is um through the whole movie um it's not as cut and dry as the other movie but there is there's kids at camp and someone's killing them off yeah it's <laughs> in short it's the exact same synopsis justin overarching opinions on sleepaway camp ah uh, so I've heard, before I watched it, I heard about Sleepaway Camp, and everyone's, the general consensus that I heard is skip the first two, it starts getting good with the third one. What? Who did you hear mm-hmm. that from? I have my sources. These sources are wrong. Go ahead. Uh, so there's, And there's only four. I don't know. But, but if so they go start, to the third one. If they start getting, go ahead, I'm <laughs> Maybe so he said only watch the third one. I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, man. I don't know. I I don't want to say I didn't like it, but I didn't like it. So I guess I'm going to say I didn't like it. Josh. I loved it. Just for... It was... Um, just so out there and ridiculous. Like, almost, um, almost like slapstick. You know, it's just so obvious. Um, the relationships between um, the campers. Um, do you want to start at the beginning? 
I want to bring up. I want to bring up the the chef. Okay. First, let's let's, let's go chronologically a little bit. More. Okay. Start at the beginning. Okay. So you good with that? Uh, I I don't know why you would start at the beginning. So again, to so reference my joke from earlier. So, <laughs> so the beginning of the film, you've got a man swimming with his two children. Mm-hmm. A speedy boat goes out of control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very specifically, mm-hmm. you see somebody's reference. The man is dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a young boy floats to the surface. Well, he's with his son and daughter. He's with his son and daughter. I'm sorry. Right. Yes. Uh, and the, the speedboat runs over him and a child. Well, you see that the, the life boy, preserver, life preserver, pop up, and the boy floats up to the surface. I don't remember seeing the boy float. The boy I floats up to the surface, either. laying on his stomach. He's floating on his stomach, and then the life preserver comes up to the surface. No, that's the that's the father. Is I don't know. I'm not going to argue this right now. I'm pretty. You have two people telling you they don't remember it. So I have seen the movie and I knew what I was watching for because I'm watching for hints laid out throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's why I want to watch the beginning again. Is be, once you see it, you so want to go back to the beginning. And I still contend that if you guys can prove me wrong, I apologize. But I appreciated that it started with a really ridiculous. Because I th- I thought just the father died, but that's again. And then the, well, life, the left preserver was definitely like all hamburgered up. Yes, exactly. Um, then the next scene we get is. Uh, we see Angela and Ricky getting ready to go to summer camp. Mm-hmm. So Angela, being the girl that survived the accident, mm-hmm. her cousin, and her crazy-ass aunt. Mother. I thought it was her mom. No, it's her aunt, his mother. Yeah. Or Either way, she is ridiculous. Ricky is <laughs> Angela's cousin. Yes. Right, they're cousins. But he, she says, take care of my daughter. She references she's always wanted a daughter. But it is actually her aunt. It's Ricky's mom. She tells Ricky to take... We're watching the same movie. She tells Ricky to take care of her daughter. Yes. Okay. Anyway, the mother was batshit crazy and it was great. Dad died. Yeah. Got adopted by her aunt. Where's the mom? Crazy bitch. Mom never comes up. I don't even know if there is a mom. Because later you have flashbacks to the kids watching their dad... Make love to a man. That was like a dream sequence. <laughs> that was a memory. It was a flashback. They were remembering seeing that happen. That was explaining Angela's reservations and issues with sexuality. And her introvertedness. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right away, I thought that mom or aunt, whatever, was the killer. Aunt. Like, her acting is just so over the top. I'm like, this. she has to be. She's a crazy bitch. She has to be the killer. Like, crazy. for some reason, she's psycho about her niece. And and would that be her son, then? Ricky's her son. Ricky's her son. Um, and still and she follows. Like, like I had anything I'm saying. He's just <laughs> staring at me out of anger. Not well, I'm trying himself. to stay on both sides of this because I don't, I can't say for one, one way or the other. But, um. Like in my in my head right away, I go to she must have followed them to camp, and she's you know killing all these people around her, almost like a Jason Voorhees protecting, okay. you know, when his mom's, I can see you know, um, going after all the camp counselors to avenge her son's death, like because this, I mean, the girl gets picked on, I mean, constantly, not just by the other um, camp counts or the the other um, campers, but the camp counselors are mean. Yeah, so and like totally cruel to this girl. So the aunt sends them 
to sleepaway camp, mm-hmm. she uh, references that she did the physicals themselves. And she's not, a doctor. She's a doctor. But and she's not, not supposed to do that. Yep. Don't tell anybody that I did that. Big secret. Kids all show up at sleepaway camp, ranging between 8 and 24, it looks like, <laughs> on this. Yeah, very nondescript ages. And immediately we get a chef that Josh really wants to talk about. Before, okay, so you just you mentioned the ages. Yes. How old are our protagonists? How old are Angela and Ricky? Ricky? Yes. Yeah, and how old are our main crew of campers? I'd have to say around 13. I just listened to 12, a podcast 13. with Angela, Felisa Rose. I listened to it. I finished it up today. And she was like 12 or 13 when okay. she filmed this. I think it's she's, she's Oh, you're talking her actual age? Or she's what, she's, the she's age supposed she's to be playing. a couple years younger, I think. I think she's probably 11-ish. Ricky's probably 13-ish Okay, is my guess. So, like, the, the boys and girls in this are, like, around 11 to 14-ish. Which is kind of what I thought. I just wanted to confirm. I think there's some that are supposed to be older, yeah. though. Yeah, well, they're definitely. I'm talking about yeah. like the main people we follow. Okay, because yeah, like Ricky, it's Ricky, Ricky, Angela, Angela's uh, quarter, the guy that's courting yeah, her, and mm-hmm. and like the bullies, boobs. Yeah, the lady with the boobs. Who everyone was very excited that she has boobs now. Yeah, yeah that's why I think <laughs> I forgot Ricky about was, her. Ricky was, Ricky was a couple years older than her. So yeah, that she she's okay. probably 11ish. I would say Ricky's 13, 14. So his that's. The girlfriend from the year before, if he's 13 or 14, now she has boobs when they get to summer camp, right? So there's yeah. like multiple classes. I think so, yeah. Of I just want to confirm this campers. for talk later on. Yeah, that's okay. the consensus. Josh, talk to me about the chef. So when they first show up at uh, at camp, the first thing you, they show all the kids are getting off the bus, and you have you know, all the, the people that are employed there. You have a chef, you have groundskeeper, you have the people that are working in the kitchen. They're all standing out there, and there's this. The chef is, you know, as as the little girls are going by, he's like ogling them and saying these other just obvious, you know, perverted things to these other. Do you remember what he calls them? No, what Justin? Do you remember what he calls them? The kids? Yeah. Well, yeah. Is they're they're pulling up? He's talking to the older black. It's something guy. creepy. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. He calls them baldies. Baldies, yeah, yeah. And the old man is Ugh. like, that's not appropriate or whatever. They're too young for that. Like, he, he is openly a is, pedophile. He is a thousand percent openly a pedophile. <laughs> I, th- and the I think I missed that line because I was so excited I, about I James. I heard James Earl Jones' brother's voice for the first time, and it was exactly James Earl Jones' <laughs> voice, and I very hurriedly had to make notes about that. But he, so but I think I missed that. <laughs> that's how I think I missed the baldies. His first lines are basically like, he literally waves his arm at a pedophile and is like, oh, you checking out these preteen girls. Yeah. Like, yeah. He literally waves his arm at him when he says, like, like it's cool. There's <laughs> no too old. And he's it, the same way that it would be like, you rascal. Like, let's not have an incident from last time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> not this again. So it's, it is. It's completely an open pedophile. It yeah. is disturbing. Like, I just think the characters throughout this are so, like the, the mom or aunt, and then him, they're just just so out there that like, it, it's just so far away from reality. I don't know if that was something specific that was. I mean, he's because he's. I mean, he's obviously a bad guy. Pedophiles exist, right? He's obviously a bad guy, but the fact that he's so open with it, with 
everybody around him and all these other adults there. And yeah, this isn't played for subtlety for sure. Yeah, and, right. <laughs> there's, there's nothing no about this movie that's this subtle. <laughs> yeah, but so uh, pretty quickly uh, they discover Angela's weirder than the rest of the kids. Yeah, and uh, the head, the leader of the camp. Well, before that, camp, well, before that pedophile tried to diddle her. No, no, that's what I'm getting to. Okay. So, oh yeah, owner of the yeah. camp goes to pedophile. It's like, hey, can you get something for Angela to eat? Yeah, because she wouldn't eat her food. Yeah. And so he, we have a scene in this movie where you're watching a man getting ready to molest mm-hmm. and or unbuckle a little girl. Yeah. Well, it's not just that they hand her over <coughs> like, can you uh, take her in the back in the freezer and get her something to eat? <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> I'll give her something to eat. I don't think it was wink, wink. I think <laughs> he just took that upon himself. Right. Yeah, that was all me. But, uh that's crazy that like it's not subtle in the slightest mm-hmm. it's overtly i'm getting ready to do terrible things yeah ricky, and then they catch him like ricky, with his ricky, pants down ricky basically. catches her though yeah. right ricky catches her break i'm sorry catches them mm-hmm. breaks it up and then he like threatens to kill him and he says you saw nothing yeah you saw nothing don't you ever tell anybody blah 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 yeah then we see the chef working on cooking out of a three <laughs> foot tall pot, yeah, that pot—it's huge. It was the bit. That, that's how. That's how you. That's he, how you yeah. feed that many people. He was on a ladder. <laughs> yes, he was literally on <laughs> to a take la- off the well, lid. I think he was standing on a chair. Yeah, was it a chair? He, was yeah. he had to get up on something. James Earl Jones' so brother tall. gave him a chair. It was Com- corn. Completely sincere. His boiling corn. Did you see how big the table of corn was? Was this? This had to have been a custom-made. Prop Where do you find the movie? Right? Like, <laughs> oh, like I don't that. think so. Those things exist. No, they no. Don't. Yes. No. You, how do you think catering happens? Multiple big pots. Yeah. You get 10 pots a tenth of the size. Science. Then you need it's 10 like a places to cook them. <laughs> it's like a top hat. If you only have like one four place. Foot tall. <laughs> like if you only have <laughs> one place to cook them, you get a big fucking pot. Uh, I'm sure that there's a happy medium, but this seems absurd. I'm sure. Like, this is like one. Like, it is. I'm sure they bought it because it looks so absurd. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is one step away from a cauldron. Right. Like, yeah. There's a lot of this in this movie. And on <laughs> that, uh, he ends up getting pushed into this cauldron uh, and has some pretty awesome special effects with like boils and I guess. Well, he gets knocked oils. down and it pours, it falls yeah, he over. He pulls it onto himself. Pulls it onto himself. And burns the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And it looks pretty fantastic. By the, As you're watching it this, he's good. getting pulled because there's the most mannish hands ever. Mm-hmm. Like. 50-year-old man hands grabbing a hold of the leg of this chair and pulling it out, right? He has the worst balance in the world. <laughs> they move the chair a quarter of an inch to the right, and he's like, oh, <laughs> better grab oh, this oh, giant What are you doing back there? I'll get you. I'll diddle you, you rapscallion. So he's gone. Maybe yep. not dead, but he he's gone. He's gone. Um, now James Earl Jones' brother is chef. And that's yes. never brought up again. But I was excited about that. <laughs> I did not know <laughs> that's that. High point. Didn't know that. Um, Fun fact. One of the next scenes we see is two fifteen-year-oldish kids uh, giving each other a rim job. <laughs> what? <laughs> did I miss something? <laughs> Are you sure we were watching the same movie? Because now I'm convinced yeah. I don't think we were. <laughs> so, so there's a scene where they're playing the joke. On Mozart, 
to where he has to like try to sit up really quick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we literally <laughs> wasn't really giving each other, but yeah. <laughs> so, but, but these were obviously underage kids, so mm-hmm. they had to tell one of them, "You're going to sit up. You're going to have your bare ass exposed, and you're going to stick your face in his ass, probably repeatedly to get the correct shot." <laughs> right. Oh, we're gonna need to take Is that. Or one they again. or they didn't tell him and did one take of it. <laughs> it's crazy though. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, what are the here's, implications? Here's a, cl- here's a close up of a child's ass <laughs> as another child's face smacks into it. Well, you just opened up a whole new can of beans. They're not going to tell the kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, they tell We're all the blind. kids. They don't tell <laughs> Mozart. Yeah, right. That's terrible. That's, that's like that's actually the joke that's being perpetrated. Um, I wrote down. I I'd, again, I'd seen this movie. It had been a little while. And I wrote down, is the owner banging the one counselor? Because, like, they have a flirty thing, and then he yeah. hits her butt at one point. And then I think there's another interaction. We find out later, like, they might not be banging, but they're definitely going to. Right. He's, like, 74. She is and all about the like power. she's, like, 22. She, yeah, she's all about, like, the power. And yeah. she wants him because he's the leader of this count. Yeah. yeah. Another creepy relationship in this one. That is another creepy. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> they're piling up. <laughs> uh, at one point, they play... Like un- older kids versus younger kids, game of softball, and the most serious game of softball yeah. ever perpetrated. Yeah, on film, it's they had money on that game. <laughs> they yeah, were so <laughs> upset. But uh, at one point, one of the kids says a phrase that I've used my entire life. My mother used it. I learned it from her. It's one of Can my I favorite phrases. Can I have seconds? It's one of my favorite phrases. <laughs> You don't have to ask in the in in the Daniel household. You don't ask for seconds. You just take them. It's assumed. <laughs> Which is, uh, one of the older kids says to Ricky, "Eat shit and die." Which is something that I say all the time. Eat shit and live. And then the comeback was eat shit and live. And I'm like, how have I never heard this or thought of this? This is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. It's a pretty awesome comeback. It's the best thing. It's an awesome comeback. And he says it with such disgust. He's like, eat shit and die. He's like, eat shit and live. Just like, (laughs) mm, just chew on that. You can't come back from that. It's like the worst thing that has ever been said to that kid. Like his emotion was... (laughs) <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah, that was the equivalent of like spiking the ball at the touchdown right there. Definitely. So uh, kids and start getting killed. Mm-hmm. So the counselor, I'm sorry, the chef that wronged Angela and Ricky Fines gets killed. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the bullies gets bees put in him when he's taking a dump. Mm-hmm. Um, a group of like seven and eight year olds that threw sand and stuff at Angela that while Ricky saved her <laughs> they all get slaughtered yeah you you little kids get slaughtered you're forgetting my favorite which is uh in the canoe the guy in the canoe yes and then so they find him hold on he how did he drown he was drowned by someone else being in the water with him and holding him under right I don't know how that's possible well the two kids weren't or how they were they going out possible on the canoe to skinny dip then it gets tipped over the girl then swims to shore and just runs off yes right and leaves the boy out there and then and then you see a hand come up all right so if you're out in 20 feet of water you and i if i don't have any point of leverage or anything how can i hold you under but you do have point of leverage in that you can like get your center of mass over them 
and you're panicking and stuff. Yeah, I guess. So. Pa- I guess you got the panic and going. Forward. Well, the, like, like, um, when saving a drowning victim, fun fact, um, that's why you have to have a flotation device with you, because it is their instinct to try to climb on top of you if they're drowning, and they will drown you, and then you'll both both die. So that's why, like, on Baywatch, they have that, you know, orange floaty thing that they put around their, yeah. But my point of all that was when they find him, they move the canoe over, and there he is. And so, as an actor, this kid is sitting there playing dead, and there's a snake in his mouth, and the snake (laughs) goes up his face and off of his head. The whole time, his eyes are open. He doesn't change facial expressions whatsoever. Just 100%. Like, that kid is my hero. You don't think that was a dummy, or... That was an actual. No, that, that looked like the kid. No, they actually killed that kid for this. <laughs> like the the chrome-plated balls on that kid to just be able to like, okay, put the snake in my mouth and it's gonna go all over my face and I'm not gonna move. I thought that, that was that great. Is pretty impressive. I'm, yeah. Well, his mom was probably behind the camera. Like you will be beat later if you don't get out there. Yeah, that's a good and point. Act. For sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he dies. Uh, the group of kids dies. Uh, meanwhile, Angela's been courting a young fella who seems nice. He's Ricky's friend. Mm-hmm. He seems to be treating Angela right. Um, it all seems to be going well. Am I missing any kills? Oh, I think yeah. you've skipped ahead a lot, but... Go ahead. Go ahead. What do you got? Uh, I mean, no, I just meant you skipped ahead in your kills and stuff. So I think oh, up chronologically, we're, you're up to date. Um, and can I just say, like, the the how you said about the burning, how... I mean, everybody did everything right, and these kids, they find out someone dies, and they, you know, call the police and do the right thing. Like, throughout this movie, like, five people have died. Yeah, this, and, is, this is 100% Jaws. Yeah, and it's like, you know, nobody talks about it. Nobody's like... I don't, the, well, the kids know. don't know. Well, the, at, at the point they, when they flip they, over they the canoe, say, there's, like, how many people there. But that was the camp counselor. So the counselors keep going to the owner, and the owner says that they go home. I think at one point Ricky says oh, that's something right. about He's oh, co- but trying he to went cover home. It up. Like it sucks that we don't have as many kids to play flag football or capture the flag or whatever, because all these kids went home. That's right. He was trying to cover it up to yeah, save right. the camp. He didn't want to lose money on the yes, camp or whatever. Exactly. Right. Not a great decision. I still think no. enough people had an idea to like. Why is everybody going home? Damaged. People saw that stuff. You know. Okay, so I don't know about these kids, because at one point, th- so they keep playing pranks on Mozart, right? And so they uh, fill his hand full of shaving cream, use a sock to tickle his face, slap shaving cream all over his face. So his way to react to that is get out a knife and start brandishing it around, and the kids are just laughing at him as he is lunging at them with a knife. Yeah, this was hilarious. These kids are fucked up. <laughs> So here's the no thing. fear. I I I do. I kind of love these kids though, in that I don't think they're as messed up as you think because they actually talk like real kids. Think about how dirty and filthy of a mouth you had when you were that age. These kids are mean to each other and they have filthy mouths, which you don't see usually on TV or movies like this is. Yeah, I mean, these kids are mean to each other, which I think is more accurate to real life than other things that you've seen. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, we skipped the fact that uh, Boobs McGee dies with like a heated dildo. Yeah, she she gets a, a curling iron, hot curling iron, right on up there. Yeah, I want to talk about the deaths in general. Mm-hmm. It seems to me like 
people got together in a room and were like, okay, what's a bunch of cool ways we can kill camp, we can kill camp kids? Mm-hmm. Okay, now how can we do that for six dollars? <laughs> That's true. Like <laughs> everything, everything is like, here's kind of a moderately clever idea. It's going to happen off screen, and then we're going to spend our entire budget on makeup of just like for one shot of like an arm or hands. Yeah, the uh, guy's but melting face or. Yeah. I'm yeah. not disagreeing with that, but that being said, I we might be skipping to the end, but I think they pulled it off pretty well. Like all of those things. I think it got annoying when it was just like, like the especially the knife one where she like. At the when she kills the the lady that's going on the, the date with the seventy year old man, yeah. and she like stabs her right, and she's like back against the thing. She's like ah, and it's like okay whatever, and then she keeps pulling down, mm-hmm. and so she's just standing there, and they keep cutting between the knife and her, and it, it just seemed weird. It seemed weird that we weren't seeing anything. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. But they wouldn't fight back, and then she would just. She has a knife oh, in her back. stabbing me. Oh, no. And she's on one side of the shower. Just go to the other side of the shower, yeah. and the knife well, is out of I your back. I didn't say that these people in this movie made good decisions. That was yeah. the last one. <laughs> um, so Angela's courting a nice fella. Mm-hmm. Uh, she ends up finding out he like kissed another girl. He kissed he Boobs g- McGee. He kissed Boobs yeah. McGee. No, Boobs McGee kissed, kissed him. him. Yeah, she was definitely And did it on purpose for her to find out. Yes. Because that's very important at 13. Yeah. Who kissed who? Well, he, I don't, you know, because he was really into her. That was kind of, you know, a sad point as far as their relationship went. Because I think he was more into her and he... He was a genuinely was, good kid. Right, he was genuinely in into... Um, the what's her name angela angela and uh like boobs mcgee was just out to get angela any way possible yeah. and she they were definitely a victim to boobs mcgee mm-hmm. he's he stole a kiss and then was like why don't you kiss me anymore and then she walked away and he was like you bitch and then he went to boobs mcgee so i don't i don't think that was entirely her fault she definitely wanted to to Stick it to Angela, but I think her motivation for kissing him was to get to Angela, right? But not to she didn't want to she didn't care about kissing him. I'm not saying, but he was also a dick. Also, he he was kind of a dick, yeah, Um, for sure. Um, But I think that didn't mean he should get decapitated. (laughs) In this context, so (laughs) he gets decapitated, and now. Uh, I'm sorry. The, we skipped. The owner of the camp yeah, has realized end. has realized that Ricky is the killer. On on several occasions. Yeah. He's so when they go to throw her in the water, he is like holding him back, mm-hmm. and another counselor has to be like, "Yo, what are you doing? Like messing with this kid? Calm down." So at this point, he's he's finally decided he's had enough. He's going to yeah. stop Ricky from. So there's too many killings going on. Yeah. So when you're watching this, did you think Ricky was the killer? No. I mean, did you think it was possibility he was the killer? No, it never really crossed my mind. Josh, m- the whole time I thought it was the mom aunt. To me, the whole time I was like, okay, the movie's trying to tell me that this is Angela. How are they gonna? S- how are they gonna subvert that it's not Angela? It turns out it was and wasn't Angela at the same time. But yeah, yeah. so he he he's like it's Ricky, but which it could have been if you break down each of these kills. Yeah, he had a motivation for doing each of these, and yeah. it's possible he had a place for each of these. So. Um, whether or not they pulled off that whole who is it thing could be debatable, but it is 
possible based on the context of everything that it was Ricky the whole time. Yeah, technically. But I mean, he was there to, because I mean, it was all it all revolved around Angela, who had the motive to. That's why I went back to the the mom aunt, because I I figured that she was at the camp hiding in the woods somewhere protecting yeah. her daughter mm-hmm. or her niece, you know. So, but he was like I see what you're saying. He was there to see, you know. Yeah, and he would have the motivation to do each of those things. Right. Right. So so the camp owner drags him aside and is like, I need to kill Ricky. Make this stop. And the way I'm going to do that. Which one of you just did a gross mouth sound? <laughs> that was me. Okay, go ahead. Let's just <laughs> move on past that. Uh, uh, I have a cold. There are things. Well, I had a cold. It's now just an, an annoyance. On my mic? Yeah. <laughs> I had a cold on your mic. So he decides, what's the best way to kill this kid? I'm going to slap him to death. <laughs> just very, <laughs> just the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. He's just like slapping him just gingerly across the face. And then like, <laughs> and then he's like, well, he's dead. I should run away now. He runs away, goes off to get killed. I have to kill a young boy in order to save my camp. <laughs> yeah, so let me slap him to death. That makes and sense. And then they find Ricky's body, and he's all beat to shit somehow with these ginger slaps <laughs> that have happened. And they're like, well, that kid's dead. And then he's like, Muh. oh, he's not dead. That's crazy. I love, and you don't really see this until like one of the final shots. But like the the police officer, whoever runs up, has the most obvious fake mustache in the world. <laughs> it is. I can't wait to revisit this? this movie again. No, did no I did not notice. Holy shit! This is, <laughs> it's literally look. I'm not even exaggerating. It looks like colored paper cut out into a <laughs> square, pasted on his face. It's like a 22 year old actor that they just put like this giant square mustache to turn him into a cop. Like. I, it wouldn't surprise me if you don't look, and it's actually a camp counselor that they just, they were like, oh, shit, you're on set. You're now the police officer, too. Put, yeah. Put this piece of construction <laughs> paper on your face. You're a cop. This is our budget. <laughs> <laughs> we spent all our budget on the cut scenes. We bought this curling iron, so. Yeah, and I don't know. And I don't know. <laughs> I know Justin, you had the blue the DVDs. I don't know how what how you watched it, but I was watching the Blu-ray, so that might be part of it. Um, but that mustache was the worst face mu- fake mustache I've ever seen. So then they discover Angela sitting on the beach uh, with the, her her uh, guy that she was courting, mm-hmm. um, and we see she has decapitated him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what's our big reveal? She is a he. She's naked. She's naked. And her face has been poorly superimposed onto... That's not true. <laughs> Something. That image, and I, I've seen a lot of horror movies. And, like, I, I, you know, don't get scared easy or freak down easy. But that image of her standing on the beach fucked me up. Like, I laid in bed awake, like thinking about that like just it just messed me up like in the head just the image of her like the gaping frozen you know the gaping mouth so that was a mask that that dude was wearing okay so it looked definitely looked off no no it's definitely off i'm not disagreeing with that but it it was probably because you only gave me the dvd not the blu-ray it was a mask couldn't tell it was a mask that 
they had sculpted of her face making that face. So the close-up is her, and then it cuts to him wearing a mask. And that definitely adds to how fucked up looking it is. Yeah. But that fucked up looking mask isn't the point that we need to focus on here. That's an 11 or 12-year-old's penis. In the movie. In the movie. In the character. I hope hope it wasn't. It wasn't. They cast like an 18-year-old guy who asked to remain uncredited. It was a (laughs) well-hung 18-year-old guy, (laughs) can I say. Like, it wasn't... It was very odd. They had to make the penis very obvious. Like, it wasn't a small penis. It was a very small penis. It was a tiny penis. Dude. It was, a little, was, it was a little baby dick. Huh? That was the whole point. Was it? <laughs> we watched three different movies, I think. But <laughs> the very similar premise. Or we just found out Josh has a micro penis. <laughs> <laughs> that guy had like two inches. He was well <laughs> on. Dude. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> so, I know you had some questions about this, Justin. About the climax. What? Just What? You really wanted to drive home this climax here. I just thought, like, this is the third time. We're episode 13, <laughs> and this is the third time I've had to bring up underage nudity. Like, what? what is horror movies? What are the other two? Last House on the Left. She was, They very clearly say okay. she's 17 and she's yeah. ever seen. Cannibal Holocaust, mm-hmm. which is ac- probably actually children. Yeah. So, is this your selection process, or is this what <laughs> horror movies are? Are they is What's just next, all John? underage nudity? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing to me? Uh, th- so, obviously, I think I saw this movie relatively young, and this was just one of many things that I would pick up. Like, we would go grocery shopping, and the local grocery store would have movies you could rent, and this is one of them that I chose. There's so many things that. I've forgotten about, but the reason I think the the rest of the movie's fine. I, I enjoy the rest of the movie. I think it's unique, but the ending is the big thing that holds on for people, and it just sears in your brain because it's unlike something you've ever seen in so many ways. And watching it a, another time, you know, knowing the twist is coming, I think they set it up about as good as they can. Like, it makes sense as you go through. The key thing that I was saying at the beginning is you see the boy's body floating, and you see the the torn up other life vest come up. So your assumption is boy's dead. Then you see the girl in the next scene. That's obviously not the case. They're saying, look, the boy is okay. He floated to the surface. The girl got chewed up by the motorboat. I don't remember seeing the boy. I just remember seeing the life vest. It, it happened. Okay. Um, and then, uh, you know, they go through and they try to talk about and explain just a little bit into the mind of of Angela and explain, you know, the combination of that. Her weird aunt, um, seeing her father having sex with the guy at some point. Um, all of these things left led to this bizarre repressed sexuality and uh, invertedness in social circumstances, which led to her being a homicidal transgender maniac. Ta-da. You're staring at me blankly, and you're looking at your phone. I was looking up. I'm just thinking she's not idea. technically transgender because we don't know how she identifies. <laughs> she's just being called a girl. Yeah, she seems. But she's actually guy. a boy. But it doesn't mean she's transgender. She's just. In she and she's just better, going by social norms. Yeah. Justin, what do you think about sleepaway camp? Uh, I didn't like. I didn't I didn't like it. 
justify yourself? I felt like, I don't know, it was short. It was weird. It didn't. I kind of felt like nothing happened and then it was over. I don't know. Okay. Like you're taking, you're talking about all this nuance and everything. And I don't disagree that it's there. I don't know. And it's one that I think you don't realize that it's there until you see it a second time. Like those little things. Like when you're watching it the first time, you're like, why is this weird bitch talking about physicals? But in hindsight, it's laying the groundwork for this right. is how yeah. we made sure it went through. Josh, what did you think about Sleepaway Camp? I liked it. Um, probably for the same reasons you didn't. I think it was it. It was almost it was because it was short and nothing happened. No, no, no. The, the <laughs> that's what I love. I liked it because it, it didn't it didn't take too much time. <laughs> the um. It was, it was almost like a satire of a horror movie, but still within an actual horror movie or a slasher. You know, like the, it was comedic to me. The you know the mom, the the perverted cook, the the, the ridiculousness of it. If you watch other slashers, yeah. there's definitely they, a degree of they didn't take themselves seriously. Yeah, there's definitely a degree of ridiculousness. Um, they all had a water balloon fight on top of a roof, and everyone was like, this is a thing that happens. They had a this is okay. <laughs> they had a water balloon fight, and the owner ran out and, yelled, never at did that. and <laughs> yelled at them because they were going to get some poke somebody's eye out, <laughs> and then yelled at the girls to go get changed because they were going to catch a pneumonia. In the middle of summer, when people are swimming outside, a water balloon will give them a pneumonia. Mm-hmm. I think I have yeah. a pneumonia right now. I... Uh, yeah, I think I've already made my point clear. I really think I appreciate Sleepaway Camp seeing it again. It made me appreciate it more, just like the burning. I think that uh, it's clever. It set up its twist well. Uh, it's got characters that were true to what somebody of that age group would be. They were mean, and that's what kids were like. All right, I'm going to put this on you. Mm-hmm. Which one, The Burning or Sleepaway Camp? The Burning is a better movie. So that's your pick? That's my pick. Josh? I'd agree that it's a better movie, but I like Sleepaway Camp better. Just so it was more fun. Okay. Justin? I'm going to go with The Burning because it was the only one that was a good movie. (laughs) 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 Did either either of you guys ever do any summer camp or anything like that? Yeah, I did. These lines? The funny thing is my son's going to summer camp next week. Yeah, you said that. Yeah. Like like I told you to watch these movies. Yeah, Justin, you do anything like that? No, I uh, I didn't. I didn't go outside. The closest thing that I have is we would go camping every once in a while, and like the Fourth of July, we would go to the same lake. I don't remember if it was during the Fourth of July or when we went camping, but we went, and uh, there was one summer, so I I had to have been ten, maybe something like that, and I befriended a girl uh, when we were there, and I was like convinced that we were going to make out, and we were going to fall in love and be together forever as you do that didn't happen but i also remember being super weirded out because there was a boy there average boy playing being a normal boy but he had nipples all over his chest and back like imagine somebody having freckles but there were nipples all over his chest and back so it's a crash test dummy song i don't get that reference <laughs> Pop culture. Uh, Engage in it. I got nothing for you. 
Justin. Yes. Next week. Yes. I assume we're going to watch some sort of movies. We're going to watch some movies next week. Ooh. First film, Justin. In 1946, this man killed five people. Today, he still lurks the streets of Texarkana, Arkansas. The town that dreaded sundown. A true story. Uh, It's got a guy uh, looming over a town in, like, picture, like, a guy, like a KKK mask, but without the pointy top. It's basically like a bed sheet. Yeah. Or a pillowcase over his head, but rounded nicely. Form. It's a nice form-fitting gunny sack there. Yeah. What are we going to see in this movie, Justin? A guy kills some people in Arkansas? How? Uh, Method of death. uh, Well, this this has eye holes and nothing else. He's wearing a hoodie. So I have literally nothing to go on. I'm going to guess he stares at them until their heart explodes. Okay, I said. Oh, I guess I did say how. So that's possible, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like scanners? Yeah, like scanners. Yeah, like scanners. <laughs> um, so usually I don't give you much when we do this, but I will tell you this is in probably my top ten. Ooh. That one or then the one upcoming? This one. My probably my top. My, my, well, and what I mean by top ten, um, I think this was in like 1977 or something like that. Don't quote me. And what I mean by top ten is this is probably my top ten made-for-TV horror movies in 1977. Okay, makes sense. Just so you know. Whatever that year is, it's got to be my top ten. You just have, like, next Netflix categories in your head? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the original? Isn't there a remake? I don't know. We're about to find out. What's our second movie, Justin? <gasps> our second movie is <laughs> The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Oh, they remade this. I had no idea. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That, uh, that five second head start really, yeah. really <laughs> stole my budget. ruined it. <laughs> so here I have seemingly less to go on. Uh, on the front here we have a skull, maybe a skull and crossbones in the background, and then the same killer, but he's doing that like comic book girl like show your ass in your face at the same time pose <laughs> I know exactly the pose <laughs> nice. yeah. and uh, he's got a knife so I'm gonna guess he's gonna get to some stabbing he's upgrading from staring yeah from staring to stabbing he's going in reverse alphabetical order mm. as you do when you kill like you know you start with Zodiac and then you get to BTK We have a friend whose dad looked like the big take killer. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you just called it the killer. <laughs> I was hoping you didn't notice that. All right. Josh, you got anything else? Thanks for joining us. Nope. Thanks it for was, having it me. It was fun. Justin, yeah. what else you I got a good for time. us? Uh, micro penis? Hold on. I got to stop. If you didn't come up with a punch, I was going to say micro penis just so you know. <laughs> that was the one that was in my head. If you didn't say one, I was going to say micro penis. So, real quick, Josh. Micropenis. <laughs>